Unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable! And welcome, Avs fans. I'm Lauren Gardner here at the Pepsi Center. They got nothing but guts! Guts all over the place! I can't believe Colorado it! Colorado Avalanche complete one of the greatest turnarounds in NHL history. The Colorado Avalanche will return the next year to the Stanley Cup playoffs! And now, let's get you ringside with Lauren Gardner and the gutsiest play-by-play call in hockey, Mark Mosier. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Abs in Your Earholes podcast. Again this week, filling in for one Lauren Gardner who... Where is she? I think she's doing football. Where are her priorities? <laughs> that's, that's, I ask her that every single day, and I never get a satisfactory answer. Wrong ever. Place. Connor McGay. I know, I know there are a lot of eyes on that show, but come on. <laughs> hey, last, come time, on. last time we did this, uh, you were uh, sitting next to me on the airplane, Correct. and... We were in the middle of a flight. Actually, we were just taking off, and we're doing this now before the Avs fly out to Detroit to begin a four-game road trip. Last night, the Avs fall 3-2 in overtime to the St. Louis Blues, and I'm going to start off by saying, Connor, that I thought the Blues played really hard. I thought yeah, they, 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 they played their butts off last night and did a, a really good job, and uh, you know they played the kind of game the Avs haven't seen in a while. They mm-hmm. came out, and they got physical, and they got nasty, and sometimes when a team is going so good, another team wants to do that to try to slow them down. Well, it's no surprise considering who their interim head coach is. Right? Their interim head coach is Craig Berube, who's seventh all-time in penalty minutes in the National Hockey League. There's only one other, I was looking this up, there's only one other head coach who's coached in the National Hockey League that has more penalty minutes, and, that is, and that's Dale Hunter. Dale Hunter, of course, uh, we, we've come to know he's second all-time in penalty minutes. So Craig Berube, what he's going to tell his team is, look, we're on, a, we're on a skid. How do you get out of the skid? You start doing that kind of stuff, rough stuff. That was the most physical game we've seen in a long time, and, and definitely this season. It threw the abs off a little bit. They were able to overcome it. But there was one part of it that I liked. Vince Dunn tries to go with Tyson Jost, and here comes Ian Cole. He says, oh, no, 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 I don't think so. And he, he lays three Big right-handers on him and and really takes care of business. But you're right. A team that's based on flow, on speed like the Avalanche are, if you're going to disrupt them, that's the way to do it. And I don't want to say the Avs got outworked really in that game, but it almost felt like that at certain times that that, that St. Louis was everywhere in every single zone. Uh, and there is some, I don't want to say lazy defending, but uh, not as hardworking as the Avs have been during this winning streak. I'll say this, too. I thought Jake Allen probably had, for the Blues, his best game of the season. He had really never, through the course of the year so far for St. Louis, come up with that big save, and they're counting on him to be a big number one goaltender for them. But he never really had done that, and last night he did that. He came up with a number of saves, including the first goal for the Blues. Kamenev mm. comes down. He's got an opportunity on the break, and he shut down by by Allen. And then, of course, we saw what happened out of the box, back the other way, fed ahead for Tarasenko, and Varley got a ton of that puck, but he didn't get all that puck, and it snuck across for the first Blues goal. So I thought that Allen played really mm-hmm. well as well. But the Avs still 8-0-2 in their last 10 games. Yeah. They picked up a point, tied with the Nashville Predators for the number one spot in the Central Division. Now the Preds have the tiebreaker in the rows, but you pick up a point, it's a valuable point, and now you move on to the road where you've been remarkably good this year. So I'm looking forward to this, man. I, I think I am too. And this this is a trip. Watching uh, before, Peter and I, I mean, and you were there too. You were in the stands amongst the people, though. You were a man of the people Hanging on out with Wednesday the peeps. night. You were, you, were with, you were with the people, which is, which is good. Not everybody does that. Uh, but Peter and I were working the game on radio on Wednesday. The game before the Avs and the Pens was those St. Louis Blues and the Detroit Red Wings. 
And both of those teams, I thought, looked winnable against the Avalanche. They didn't play their best last night. If the Avs played their best last night, they'd be the St. Louis Blues. I think they take that as a lesson against the Detroit Red Wings, and it'll be a good start to this road trip. You got the Penguins. You beat them three times in a row going all the way back to last season. Uh, and then Florida and Tampa, uh, the toughest one, of course, will probably be that last game uh, in Tampa versus the Lightning. Florida, though, uh, is no cakewalk. People think that you can just walk in against the Panthers. They're a better team than they have been. Uh, but I, we all know the firepower and the one of the number one teams in the National Hockey League, the Tampa is, too. But we were joking that, all right, for the rest of the season, the Denver Nuggets, you stay at home and play basketball, and then the Avs will just go on the road because they've been remarkably good, much better than they've been in recent memory. They've already tied their road win total from two seasons ago. They're well on the way to the 15 from last year. So it's actually been really good for the Avs. This will be a good trip. Yeah, it really will. And, uh, again, you talk about no gimmies in the league, and I think when the Avs went through that five-game skid – it taught them a lot of lessons, and they got yeah. back against Edmonton, and that's when everything started to flow in a positive way again. But I think it taught them a lot about what you need to do to maintain throughout the course of a season. And what the Avs did so well last year is they never really got in a major rut right. and couldn't get out of it. They were able to get themselves out of it time and time again. And so you you fall last night, and I know it's so weird because they had won five in a row. Then they won six in a row, and then everything's feeling good, mm. and then you lose a game in overtime, you're like, what the what the heck is going and on? And a weird that, goal, it, too, yeah, right? Like Pareko, Pareko just, I know. just with a joust into the net. It was very strange. And Pareko was out there the entire time. I know. I mean, Big 55 was working his tail well, off. Was, but it was it weird that Rube had Pareko and... And Edmondson out there, yes. And then he would just rotate pretty much O'Reilly and Tarasenko going with two D. I thought was interesting. I thought it was interesting too, especially because the Avs went with two forwards. In right, the exactly. But nonetheless, it's all about possession. And, and again, Sam Gerrard played so many minutes last night, and Pareko did a great job to get around him. And he's such a big body. And I think if Gerrard could do it again, he probably would do a diving poke check on that yeah. puck. But um, which he's but been really good at. No as doubt. Far, as far as stick checking. And defending like that, he's done that time. I've, I, we have over 15 instances of that where a guy almost gets behind him and he swings with a stick and pokes it away. And he's got a great, great feel for that, yeah, too. It's, it's remarkable, too, because he almost always just gets that puck. Yeah. And, and that's it. Right, let's talk a little bit about Sam Girard. It's remarkable to me, too, as you have a 20-year-old in his second season in the NHL and Tyson Berry goes down and... Jared Bednar says, okay, Sam, you're going to be the guy who quarterbacks our number one power play unit. Go for it. And he's been great. He's got, obviously, four points in his last three games. And, again, you know, he's settling into his role. It's not as much spinorama as it was earlier on in the season. But he's just playing good, smart hockey. And what I love to look at is with his normal number one partner in Eric Johnson. We'll get to EJ coming up in just a little bit. Or whomever he was paired with last night. I love how guys look to him and say, Sam, here, 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 you, you got it, you got it, baby, because he's so surefire, and they, they know that he can skate his way out of trouble, and his legs are always moving. He's a young cat, and so maybe maybe those legs are going to be fresher. Yeah. Uh, but, but Sam Girard is playing important minutes for this Avalanche team, and what I love best, Connor, is that he's trusted by the coaching staff. They trust him. His D partner trusts him. His goalie trusts him. The guys in front of him trust him. Everybody's trusting Sam Girard as a 20-year-old in just his second season in the NHL. Pretty cool. And it's not based on hype. He's earned that. You know, he's earned that from his play. I think when when they got Sam Girard from the Nashville Predators, there's a lot of talk around what type of player he actually was and how how much of a blue chip prospect he was. 
Uh, but you saw him play on the ice and what he does, uh, whether it's defensively, whether it's quarterbacking the power play, um, whether it's on the forecheck. I mean, how many times have we said, like, the first guy down on the rush is Sam Girard, and then the first guy back is Sam Girard to help defend? I mean, he's all over the ice. And you look at him, and of course we talk about his size all the time, but it, it doesn't matter. There, there are fewer trustworthy, more trustworthy players with the puck than Sam Girard, and he really has earned that confidence and respect. Hey, as we get ready to take off to head to Detroit, we yes. are flying out at the same time as the Denver Broncos. Yep. And I Again, don't. It happens a lot. It, it happened it on does. that California trip. Too. Let, let me say this though: I don't know if you listeners out there fully understand. I look at the Broncos as they get ready, as they're loading up and whatnot, and there are like 538 people. There's so many people. Who are all these I people? I have no idea. I and, and I never see them around a home Broncos game. Because you're, you're, you're there, over there every time. I'm there, and I, like half these people, and I, because they have us in two lines to get in on the plane. Broncos go to one side, abs go to the other. And I, I'm all these people in line, I, I have no idea who they are. I'm, I'm sure they hold a vital role, but the amount, the, the army of people that travel for a National Football League team, to me, is amazing. I mean, it makes our operation look so small, but, yeah. but, more mighty. Yeah, exactly right. Our operation it's is smaller, small. but mightier. We were small, but we were slow. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's just, I was just remark. I was just, I just. Yeah, because like 12 people have just piled in since we've been talking. There's here. all of a sudden, there's just, a, people just keep coming in from all over the place, and I'm like, what? Do you have a plane that lands and then drops these people off and then they get on another plane to right, go to exactly. Cincinnati? Because there's the just one plane on? out there. It's 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 a it's a bigger plane. I get that, but still, I mean, it's I, a big plane. Big plane. It's a big plane. Big plane. But but still, it, it's like when we were here when the Brewers had just beat the Rockies and they were getting on. They all had their families with them, and you say how how in the world can they fit all of these people on this aircraft? It it, it uh, Blows my mind, really. Yeah, does. it does. Anyway, so keep that in mind. So, and they got, I think when they land, they got like four buses. Yeah. Honestly, when, when a National Football League team goes to a city and they get the police escort and all yeah. that, it's like, it, it's like an internet, it's like a G20 summit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. it's ridiculous. Exactly. It's just, whatever. <laughs> That's how the league does it. We don't quite operate the same way. Hey, we're more low key. We're more modest. Yeah, we modest are. Modest operation. Modest. We're going to go on and, that, and have a little bit of a And you know what? That's out. why hockey fans are the way they are, because they like that kind of high operation. High five on that. Let's go. All right, a good high five. Okay, let's get back to this Avalanche team, and let's get back to uh, to the back end. Eric Johnson with a hit on Steen last night. I haven't heard anything today of you. I, I, I literally just looked at the NHL Department of Player Safety. As we record this on Saturday morning, there is nothing coming from them in regards to a fine or a hearing in regards to Eric Johnson. When I watched it, I would have been okay with a two-minute minor for elbowing. I did not think that it was a five-and-a-gamer. What did you think? I didn't think it was a five-and-a-gamer either, which is what we saw Ian Cole get earlier Correct. this season. And it was it was a clean play. The league charging. said, yeah. Correct. The league said, uh, that's totally fine. Yeah. And, but but what it did is it cost the Avs a huge D-man. And, yeah, of, of course, they, they lost at Calgary by a final score of 6-5. It was a big, big pivotal moment yeah. in the game. You can make that argument last night as well with the Blues, is that – uh, Mark Alt, who's just up, not his fault by any means, but he has to pick up extra minutes that otherwise Eric Johnson would pick up a a as well. And so it, there was a little bit of a gap there for the Az because he wasn't on the ice for more than half the contest. Eric Johnson is your number one. He's your horse. If he's out for any time, and I haven't seen anything, the Department of Player Safety is all over the Tom Wilson thing already. See, there will be no supplemental discipline on his hit last night. So I haven't seen anything 
And again, you're already without Tyson Berry, so you're going to have to suck it up on the back end if you're the Colorado Avalanche, especially now, of course, that Mark Barbario was out with an upper body injury. So as soon as the Avs get healthy, they're just healthy for a couple of games, and then the injury bugaboo Mm. is biting again. But that's the way it is for every team. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to muddle through it the best you possibly can, and the Avs will have to do that on this roadie. Well, and some teams have it a lot worse than the Colorado Avalanche. That think Anaheim when we were there the other day. Half their half their team uh, is injured. Hey, but, but you know what? Don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. There's been there's been seasons where they have you know three hundred and four man games lost due to injury. Well, You're going, they, come on, they man. Two hundred ninety six last year, right, I think something right. like that. So uh, things as far as injuries go right now are pretty good for the Avs. And like they said, Tyson Berry. What Jared Bednar said, he may or may not be good to go uh, last night. So that, I mean, he's he'll be on the roadie, and we'll just see how he does. So it's not dire straits by any means, but still, you just don't want them to, to pile up over the, a span of time. All right, let's take a look at the, some of the forwards now. And the top line, Miko Rantanen with a, a power play goal last night, mm-hmm. 43 points. I mean, Crazy. he just finds a way to get it done at one point or another. And here's Crucial the, times, too, yeah, right? Yeah, and here's what I love, Avalanche fans, too. You're not going to keep that top line down for long. You're just mm-hmm. not. You're just not going to do it. And right. so when they they don't rack up points last night, you know that up right. coming up on this roadie. And you saw it last night. They had chances, especially in the late power play. One timer, one timer, one timer. Save yeah. Allen. Allen's flopping around, right. and he played really well. Yeah. But you know, pucks are flying all over the place. They're going to get their chances again on the road. And what I loved about the top line, even when they don't have a good first period or they, you know, it's not super successful, they keep on keeping on throughout the game, and eventually they wear dudes down. You've seen the movie Billy Madison, yes? Yes, yes Billy Madison. Yes, I yes. have. Oh, yes, yes on, I have. On numerous occasions. You know when he comes out to play dodgeball? And he goes, you're all in big, <laughs> big trouble. That's what I feel like the day after that big line doesn't have a big night. Whoever the next opponent is this time, the Detroit Red Wings, you're all in big, big trouble. Especially Detroit, a team that is not—it's not the Detroit Red Wings that you're used to, right? This is this is an interesting situation in Detroit where uh, it missed the uh, the postseason for a couple of years, and they're figuring out is Jeff Blashill the guy? What are they going to do? Are they going to trade Jimmy Howard to the St. Louis Blues? I saw that rumor pop up the other day. Uh, so you're right. The, they love to have those multi-point nights as as a group, and it sort of keeps them going. And so, if they if they have an off night, usually the next couple they're they're in full gear. Yeah, for sure. And again, the the Red Wings have been playing better hockey as of late. They really have. They've been playing much better hockey. So we'll see what happens. But watching Nathan McKinnon walk Edmondson a couple of times last mm. night, I thought was was terrific. And he just continues to do that. And and everybody's jaws agape when he takes off like that. Talking to our old buddy John Kelly and the guys from the Blues side, and then they're just blown away by his speed. He's like, "Well, McDavid can do that, and McKinnon can do that, and that's about it." That's about like, it, yeah. Because Edmondson, while he's not, he's not exactly fleet of foot. He's not a terrible skater, but he shouldn't get his ankles broken like he did on a couple of occasions Correct. by Nathan McKinnon. He should not be falling down to the ice while trying to skate backwards, a la Jared Spurgeon back in the day. That is correct. And, and when we go back to last night too, one thing you know, Eric Johnson laid that lick on Steen after Steen blew up Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. But the Avs aren't taking guff right now. You know what? And Landis Gog wasn't taking guff from Petrangelo. No. Rantanen got racked up, but he was giving it back and came back with a beautiful shift dangling through the zone. You know, gets the shot off, and, and Allen again made a very, very good save. I just love the way that these guys are not taking guff right mm-hmm. now from anybody, and they're just going to keep on keeping on. So we'll look for more of that uh, coming up here on this road trip. I, I just think the mentality of this team yeah. – 
is what you need. And what is there to complain about? What Nothing. is there to nitpick I mean, about? Not a whole lot. You're, you're tied, I mean, in terms of points, now the roles are different, but you're tied in terms of points for the top spot in the Western Conference. I mean, in the toughest division in the National Hockey boom, League, arguably in all boom, of sports, boom, right? Boom. You're talking about the Winnipeg Jets. You're talking about the Minnesota Wild, the Nashville Predators. Are you kidding? And the Avs have 35 points. I mean, you're right. It, it, we can nitpick if we want. Go ahead. But to, to me, this is a stable hockey club right now as far as mentality, as far as how they play, uh, as far as where they're grounded. And, and they've come a long way as far as mentality in a calendar year, that's to be sure. Kind of a weird road trip, too, because you're going to Detroit. It's going to be cold. It's hard to pack for this one. Hard to two, pack. Two, two different listen, climates. Listen, listen to us. Listen to us. And then <laughs> uh, Detroit and Pittsburgh, it's going to be cold. And then, then we're going to go to Florida. <laughs> it's going to be 75. It's going to be 75, 80 degrees and sunny. Uh, you know, and we're like, we may do a little deep sea fishing. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. You never know what's going to pop up. Um, but, you know, I, I just had to make sure that I packed my sunglasses and my swimsuit. We're going to go to the Octo Bar and hang out a little bit, have a, maybe one of those little umbrellas in the dress. I mean, you know, listen to us whining. Times are, times are tough. But uh, <laughs> when was the last time you were in Detroit? Um, it's been a minute. I tell you, their new building is really good. That's what everybody says. Yeah, Little just, Caesars, uh, they say, is, is a good, they did it right when they built that. And one. they give you free pizza. Well, they should. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's like you know Pepsi, Pepsi Center. I mean, we we better have a free cooler of stuff. How many people do the Denver Broncos take? <laughs> There's a, like that guy. I've seen that guy before. I don't. I Brian Olson. Remember. Brian Olson. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And but again. He's on the road trip. Like, everyone goes. I feel like they just take the entire organization. They just pick up Dove Valley with, with a heavy helicopter, and they just fly it to Cincinnati. It's That's amazing. To everyone me. involved goes. I just can't. I just can't why stop they talking need, about Why does everyone need to go? I don't know. It's, uh, the Broncos are, you know, they're, they're going to be 6-6 six and six after they beat the Bengals, I guess. And they are going to beat the Bengals. Yeah, they're going to smoke the Bengals. I think we're, we're pretty... Just like, uh, just we're, like we're the Avs are going to beat the Red Wings and the yeah. Penguins. The Panthers, Panthers and the, the Lightning. Lightning. Yeah, wear it, road trip. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, a couple things before we uh, before we get out of here today. Um, number one, the goalies have been good again. Varley was good last night. And we'll look at the rotation coming up here on the road trip. But this is this is a good roadie in terms that this is a National Hockey League roadie. Game, mm. day off. Game, day off. Game, it's what day players off. want, too. This Absolutely. is how they like it. They like a game every other day. It's good flow. It's not terrible travel. They're going to stay an extra night in Pittsburgh so they can practice on the Wednesday and then fly to Florida after that. So you don't have another late, late night flight. It actually sets up pretty well. And the deal is, is that, as we know and we've been saying forever, they're creatures of habit, are National Hockey League players, so this fits right in to what they want to do. But it allows the goalies again to get a day of rest, and mm. you can go to that rotation. You can go to either guy. If I'm Jared Bednar, and I alternate. Well, yeah, you know, when I look at them, I mean, you, you, both guys are giving you quality starts, so that's a very that's a big yeah. positive. You, you're not forced to throw a guy in if he had, you know, if he wants to work on something in practice. I'm sure the goalie rotation is probably already worked out yeah. ahead of time because but, they but, know the the goaltender's history against yeah. each team as well. I mean, Grubauer obviously has more playing in the Eastern Conference. Sure. when you're playing all Eastern teams, uh, and, Varley, and, Varley, and Varley hasn't been and, out and, in a while. Right, exactly. I, but I mean, you got. Varley, who's 5-0-1 in his last six. Grubauer, who's 6-0-2 in his last eight. Can't go wrong here. No, you can't go wrong at all. So we'll see what the goalies do coming up on this roadie, but I got full confidence in those guys. And uh, before we're all said and done, let's get to some other forwards. The Kerfoot line, I want to see get going just a little bit more here on the road trip. Yeah. And we go back to that secondary scoring, and I think it's been okay. 
But I think that they need to do a little bit more here in this four-game roadie. Again, if he's going to skate with Jost Moore or continue to skate with Jost, continue to skate with Colin Wilson, they've been pretty dang good this year. There was a time when that line was buzzing, and I thought they were buzzing a little bit yeah. last night, but there was a time when they were really going good. I want to see a little bit more of that on this road. Well, How about you? I, I, I agree. And, and for me, last night, Wilson was the best guy on that line. Um, Wilson has just been – he's just been – busting whatever he has to bust to to work every shift out there. I thought Kerfoot was a little unlucky on how the puck was on his stick. It rolled off his stick a couple of times. He couldn't handle a couple of passes. Uh, tried to dangle a few times. And Tyson Jost just needs to find that space. He's not able to, like, he's good in and around the puck, but he can't get that extra space to either get it to Kerfoot or get it to Wilson. Uh, and he, he needs to find a way to get around. But I feel like he's close. I feel like exactly where I was going with that. He's right there. Yeah, don't you feel like, I mean, to me it feels like he's getting his chances. He walked in last night, fired one. Of, again, Allen makes a I terrific know. save on. It's just he's he's that close, but there there comes a time when you say, okay, you're close, but guys, we need you to start you know burying the puck yeah. a little bit and doing some things, or at least good shift after good shift, to, to wear the opposition down, that and they get, maybe they get the top line back yeah. on. I'm not necessarily worried about the Soderberg line. No. And then, of course, you got got Comfort. But you do have options, too, because you've uh, you brought up Mark Alt. Sheldon Rise went to the Colorado Eagles. And you got JT Comfort anchoring that line. And you got Sven out there. So you And, and Jared Benner even mixed it up a little bit last night. I, I just like the depth of this team right now. I just want to see them all flow on this roadie. Yeah, I, I do, too. And they need to, to be honest. I mean... We've talked about it ad nauseum. I mean, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Avs will need those contributions if they want to do well and succeed. And uh, especially, uh, for me, especially 13 and 17. I mean, those are the two. Um, I'm not worried about JT Comfrey. He has a knack for the net. I'm not worried about Sven Andrighetto. He has a propensity to show up in big situations. Uh, but I just, like, Jost just needs, it's it's not, a, it's not a big hump right now. It's a tiny little speed bump, and, and I just need him to, Get over that. Okay. Okay. I'll tell him. I'll say, hey, okay. hey. Connor needs you no, to get over your speed bump. He's like, he's like, Connor's an idiot. That's exactly, <laughs> what, that's exactly what he would tell you, too. He's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever that guy says. Hey, uh, uh, Tice, I was talking to Connor before the uh, before the flight. He just says, you, 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 you. no, I'm kidding. Uh, listen, and he's a good kid, too. One he is really good. And Always has time for us. There's no doubt about it. And here's the thing about it, though. He's close, and I feel, I feel it coming mm. for him. I mean, listen. He's still a very young player, right. and he's being asked to with do with a lot of things. pressure too. Yep, no doubt. And so he's very close. I I, I think it's going to happen here, right yeah. before between now and Christmas. I believe it's going to happen for him. So that's that's going to be a cool thing. Merry Christmas, Harry, and Happy Hanukkah, Mar. <laughs> All right, so we're getting ready to take off, <laughs> heading on to this road trip. Kyle Keefe is on this roadie. There is oh, no Lauren God. Gardner because so. because football is more important than hockey. Uh, you know, we'll talk to her about that. But but Kiefer, <laughs> no, 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 Kiefer, it's all good. But Kiefer's going to be on the roadie, so stay tuned for this, uh, Avalanche fans. Don't forget, rate, like, and tell your friends about this podcast. What does Lauren say? Oh, rate, like, and review. Rate, yeah. review, and like. Right. Something like that. Kyle's going to be on here, and we're going to do a lot of stuff on the roadie, too. We're going to have some time to, to go yeah. out and see some of the sites, and we'll, we'll take you on tours of, of different places in different cities and whatnot so stay tuned for that but we'll have some fun on this road trip and that's the, the good part about our crew is that we can get yeah. out we can do some filming we can uh, we can do some periscoping just make sure that you follow connor on the twitter machine follow me on the twitter machine and follow your avalanche too because a lot of yeah. stuff will be on there check it out on facebook and we'll have it all for you and we'll just take you behind the scenes well, a little bit. that's part of the fun part about these trips is because we 
we, we are lucky. We are blessed. And so we want to take you along with us and show you things that you may not have seen before in these cities. I think back to when we were in Philadelphia, and you and I are history nerds, and so we went all over the fact that they were celebrating the, well, not celebrating, but referring back to the British occupation of Philadelphia in 1777. All those redcoats were there, though. But I didn't it, like that. I, I didn't like the redcoats, man. That was the point. That was the point, is to show you what it was like in Philadelphia in 1777. Anyhow, so we showed you in and outside the museum, Independence Hall, uh, the Revolutionary War, uh, gravesite, stuff like that. It's not always going to be historic, but it will be a good time as Kyle, uh, Moj, uh, Emily, and I will take you along for a journey. You know the bad part about being in Detroit Uh-oh. on a weekend? Oh, well, tomorrow is Sunday. We, it's game day. We don't have a day off. We won't land. You know, we won't get there until the yeah. night time. But you haven't been to the Motown Museum. And no. it is awesome. I got a picture of me on the steps of the Motown Museum in my black suit and my glasses <laughs> on. I felt good, man. It, it's uh, it's uh, I, I love Motown music. I'm a big Smokey Robinson. That oh, Smokey yeah. Robinson's probably my all timer. But I love I love all Motown music. We got to do that sometime. Obviously, we can't do it this year. But that's the, that's the tough part about that. In Pittsburgh, what do you want to go see? I mean, there's so there's there's plenty of options. I mean, we have to. Oh, you know what? I think Monday Night Football. I think the Steelers are playing Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? No, I think they are at Heinz Field. Are you kidding me? Can you look that up real quick? Uh, yeah, please. Please. You're a fast looker up. Please, please hold. So maybe we. I, I don't know that we'll go to Monday Night Football, but the Steeler fans who took the L out of Mile High last week, yeah. I believe, are playing Monday Night Football. Maybe we'll go and and uh, walk the city a little bit amongst all those Steeler fans and ask them if they're still bumming about the loss to the Broncos last weekend. Yes. Hold on. I'm. Accessing the Monday Night Football schedule as we speak. The next game, um, oh, hold on. Tell me if I'm right. Please I, I, tell I, me if I'm right. I don't think you're right. Oh, because, man. Maybe, yeah. Is it Sunday? Uh, December 3rd is the Redskins at the Philadelphia oh. Eagles. You're in the right state. You're just not in the right city. Oh, so well, then, the Redskins at the Eagles. Then Monday scratch everything I just said about Monday Night Football. I will. You know, the Broncos have the last Monday Night Football game of the year when they played the Raiders. You know that? I did not know that. Now you know. On Christmas Eve. Oh, the Broncos are going to run the table, go to 10-6. and six. Will I get them in? I hope it will. Think so? That's all i got to say mm-hmm. about that. All right, thanks for being with us here on this podcast. <laughs> and that's all I have to say we're, about that. We're going to get on the airplane. We're going to yeah. take off to Detroit, the roadie. Again, make sure you follow along with us throughout this entire road trip. Rate, like, and review this podcast, and uh, we'll do more. We'll do one uh, on the road as well. So stay tuned. Hang tough with us. Glad to have you aboard here. With abs in your ear holes. For Connor, I'm Moj. Lauren will be back maybe in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, but in the meantime, we got you covered. We love you. Lauren, stop big-timing us. Big-timer.